0: hey y'all just doing a little breakdown of how this brain of mine works um growing up it was definitely a point of constant conflict it was like hannah can you just chill the f out when babysitters babysat me um they lovingly and probably avoided babysitting for our family because my nickname. And in a town of probably about 600, um, spreads a little faster. But my nickname to my babysitters was Hammer Hannah, (laughs) which would eventually become a really powerful nickname when I was the leading (laughs) kill um, queen for my volleyball team. But Not cool. And I sort of just always felt like I didn't fit. And that the result of that um, led to a lot of overfocus on things that I think could have been channeled elsewhere had there been enough time or extra money to give me those outlets. um, There just wasn't. And so I was sort of left on the side managing my own mind. And, um, y'all, like, it is not easy. It has taken me 30, almost 35 years to figure out how my brain works and how to get it in its best state of function. Uh, and I've had to create a lot of things for myself to be able to get it working the right direction. And so, knowing that I have a kiddo who's thinks the same way like is just loud and proud and if people babysat her you know we are doing our best to keep her challenged but we aren't doing enough right now and so we've been having some very real conversations about that but I'm breaking that down and how hard it was to grow up undiagnosed not that I would have wished to be diagnosed because my my mother wouldn't have medicated me even if I was diagnosed with it because she's a lot like me like that's an important thing she she is creative she is expansive like this is good and yes she's also very hyperactive but that's really important for some things and so just breaking that down I think living life the way that I did was a lot more painful than it had to be. If I had just had more outlets like I've had to create for myself now, I think I would have been a lot better off than being allowed to sort of manifest and overfocus on different things to get what I was looking for. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the death of a dream becomes and rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack, and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation, and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Heyo, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. I'm your host, and hmm, I don't know what else I would call myself, but I am definitely your host, and I'm always... So happy to be here with you, all two of you. I think it's really exciting and super intimate. And here we are hanging out together. How are you? I know, right? And maybe there's more than two. I don't actually know. (laughs) And that is my great thing today. So let's go ahead and just ground ourselves in all of our greatness. It's like taking a shower and celebrating yourself. Oh, what? I'm so awesome. I'm going to go ahead and just dish that up to myself like it's something that I could eat. It needs to be that tangible. We have to get better at doing this. And the very practice of doing this increases your ability to know and grow over time. It's this beautiful thing Um, because it's just about starting to tip the cart's in your favor. I'm not saying we're perfect at this. I'm not saying we don't have days where we go, I'm terrible. Meh, 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 meh. But what you will see and what I have seen is that it's it shifts over time. We're doing less and less of that. And maybe it's not from this very practice, but this could be a really important element of that. So my great thing is I don't know why, but I've been locked out of my KDP account, apparently, which is where you publish your books on Amazon. Yeah, really cool, right? Um, Apparently, you have to actually know the email address that you used in order to log into that account. (laughs) I know, right? You're like, well, Hannah, that's not crazy. And I'll tell you, the multiple chat assistants that I spoke with and then the person I spoke with on the phone were like, I just need the email. And I was like, right, but I don't know which one it is. And they're like, Well, I'm gonna need that email. And then they're super nice and they're trained on this, right? Because certainly they're looking at me like, This is fraud. We're not dumb. You're gonna have to pass a lot of tests. We're not just gonna fix this for you, like come on. And so they would kind of just nicely keep prompting me back to, well, we're still going to need that email that you used. I'm like, listen, y'all, I don't know which one I use. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> oh, I just don't know. I don't know which one I use. <laughs> And they're like, well, I mean, how, what, (laughs) and like, here's the deal. And I don't, I don't have time to explain my whole life story. This isn't the Oprah show, Uh, but here's the cliff notes. I left my job about three years ago. And in that three years, I launched probably about four businesses that I was good enough from an entrepreneurial standpoint to know how to launch a business and make it look very official. And the result of making things look very official was official email addresses. And because none of those businesses actually ever generated any money or any um, email lists or anything really, um, I would close those emails down. But that didn't mean that I didn't think and believe that that was going to become a thing. And so I actually signed up for things under those emails with this thought that this was going to be something that was sustainable and this was going to be something that stuck. And so if I signed up with that email, which makes sense because probably at the point that I was publishing this book, I was very officially launching a business that I thought was going to go and hold for the long haul. And so if I launched a business at that time. I probably launched a new email with that business at that time. And if I was also publishing my book at that time, then I probably used that email and that email is no longer active. And I don't even remember what that email was because if I had to give you a list of the amount of businesses that I opened and a list of the amount of email addresses that I opened as a result of opening that business, I couldn't. So, I'm not sure what the email is. (laughs) But I went through about four chat agents that got super annoyed with me. Eventually, they told me to just call the hotline and maybe they could help me with my situation. And (laughs) that person ended up getting super frustrated with me as well. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know the email. <laughs> I'm like I'm not even messing with you. I swear I published this book myself. Like these are my words, this is my thing. And I don't, I don't know the email I use. I really don't. Well, just check the email. I'm sending an email to that email address, and I'm like, oh wow, I would love to check that email. But I don't even know which one it is. And if it's going to an email that has been since closed, um, I'm not going to be able to see it. And that's probably why I can't see it. Anyways, eventually I figured out how to check that email or which email it was. And I got it all figured out. And it feels so much better now. And great. And what I realized yesterday is that this book has... I have sold some books, which is really exciting for me, Um, because here's the deal, like, no matter what, no matter how many people listen to this podcast, no matter how many people buy my books, no matter how many people shop at my shop, no matter how many people put their items in my shop, like, this is what I want to do, and this is how I feel full existing. And so like whether or not any of it caught on this is what I would be doing. like and and it's not this is different than what I was doing before and even when I was launching a million businesses before that was always sort of dependent on it taking off, dependent on this, this, or that. Like it was always still dependent and holding on to adaptability. And I wanted a business that didn't do those, like that felt like the podcast that I could just do. And it felt like me living. And that's, what local feels like to me, and that's what podcasting feels like to me, and that's what writing, even though um, writing challenges me because I think I'm slightly dyslexic. I definitely write sentences in weird patterns that when I read it back as a sensible adult human, I'm like, why do you even structure words in that way? And when people edit things (laughs) (laughs) that I'm written. They're like, well, I'm certain that that's, I mean, that that's not how I don't think it's because I'm not educated, even though I am not an educated (laughs) in writing. Um, I think it's just the way that my, my mind forces me to structure things different. And I'm not sure why. Um, but like all of these things, like writing continues to challenge me. And it's, it's something that I enjoy doing. I enjoy making myself think and be challenged in that way. I enjoy living like that. I enjoy the next challenge. I really do. And so thinking that I can continue improving my writing as I go along, like, My first book is just my first book. Like that was my first attempt and I get to write a second one and a third one and a fourth one and a fifth one and I can just keep getting better. That's a very exciting way to live for me to know that that's a part of my makeup and who I am and how I exist in this world. And I feel alive here. You know, like, I feel, I feel my full existence everywhere that I am. Like, this is me. This is who I am. This is who I am supposed to be. This is me. And, you know, like, not even attached to that having to be any one thing, like if I couldn't write tomorrow, I feel like I would find a new way to express myself and I, w- I would, and I would just forever do these things. I would just do these things and exist in this way. This is full. And it's like this unending challenge everything else i felt like had a cap had a a top level had a top rung of the ladder and this feels like exponential growth forever and ever that is unbound and that to me is full living and so yesterday when i was reviewing my book stats i was just like you know what a beautiful thing that i can just create this that there wasn't anyone standing there and going oh here, come over to this party. Meh. Hold on. Let us check all of your stats. Meh. Nope. You don't have enough followers, or you're not important enough, or you, you don't have anything to say, or yeah, I don't know if you're going to be able to do this and like that F- strict line of judgment. Like, you don't know me. And I don't like that. I don't like things having this rope, this velvet rope to get in. I don't think that that's really helpful with how the world needs to navigate life. Like we have to have opportunities and chances in order to even begin exploring. Because I will tell you, if you never wrote a word, but you forever dreamt about dreaming a book, dreaming for you forever, dreamt about writing a book, and you ended up hating writing, right? Like that would suck really bad. But if you never explore that because you just kept presenting yourself with the impossibilities around all of it, because believe me, it's a million times impossible as you're just sitting there thinking about it, then you'll never know. You'll never know. I like the thought that people will know. They'll know. And I think that's really beautiful and really important. So, that's that's my great thing just forever figuring out where I exist in my fullest capacity. And that's like where your heart feels like it could forever expand. You know, like it it does when you're in your home life and you're kind of in your bubble where you exist best. Where you can just be you, feeling that through every way of living, I think is 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 the goal. So I I feel that, I feel it, y'all. I feel it, and it feels really good. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself and recognize yourself for your greatness. So. My husband and I have been having more conversations about this wonderful, beautiful, expansive light of a daughter of mine, and she's been having some stomach issues as of late, and I'm trying to pull from my own life because I had a lot of stomach issues and just issues purely growing up. Now, I was the third child. I was the, what I would consider and what I would lovely name myself as the adopted third child. I was not adopted, um, but I had three siblings, two older sisters who were blonde hair, blue eyed, beautiful, miraculous, amazing older sisters. They still are, by the way. Amazing. And then I had a little brother who was blonde hair, blue eyed, amazing. Still is, by the way. And then there was me. Like, and most of the conversations coming from my siblings was like, where did you come from? Because you look, act, and exist nothing like the rest of us. Like, it was like I was just planted there from something else. Just a weirdo. Looked. Like this frizzy haired, tall, gangly, green eyed mess of a girl that could not have come from this family. Like, there's no way. If you would like look at our family pictures, it was like, oh, how cute! What a beautiful little whoa. What's it what's going on there? What happened? Perfection and this. (laughs) And, And that sounds a lot meaner than <laughs> what I mean it to It's just I didn't really fit there it I didn't make sense and that that knowing sort of followed me around and as I got into school and as I started to explore the world a little further, it like I stood out in what I would have considered bad ways. Um, Like, I didn't want to stand out for having red hair any longer. I had already done that my whole dang life. And it wasn't like red, red, strawberry blonde, red. I mean, as my hairstylist now says, it's like a color that cannot be duplicated. Gorgeous. Flawless couldn't dye it that color if you wanted to. People long for this color. Color. And um, (laughs) I didn't want to stand out for that. I didn't want to stand out because I had green eyes. Like I just wanted to fit somewhere. I wanted to fit somewhere so bad. And I didn't really get attention for much of anything because I was kind of just a hot mess express and there wasn't really a reason to pay attention to Hannah because she kind of got good grades. And if you read my stuff back from some of my teachers, it was like, Hannah's really great at things. When Hannah focuses on things, getting Hannah focused is the problem. And, (laughs) um, and you, you could feel that in my family. And so what i am now realizing is that a lot of these sicknesses, I think, came from my ability to hyper focus on things, whatever it is. And because sickness got me attention, I believe that I started to hyper focus on sickness and found ways to stay sick. Did not ever get coping mechanisms for that, for like having ADHD and not being able to fully express myself. Didn't really have anything to do because I'm sure I was just kind of the third child being tagged along to my older sister's events and I, you know, was able to explore there, but I didn't have anything to sort of channel my energy because... I got I, like the, the whole world was what I got to focus on. And for someone like me, that's a little too expansive, right? Too much, too much to take in, too much to to feel about, too much to care about. And once I had the world as my oyster and I could care about everything, I did. And I think I got very overwhelmed in that. And so then it was like, okay, try to try to cope try to understand how to navigate the world with the way that your brain works and oh my gosh i don't think that i could and it was always better when i was able to be active right but like a 4 week parks and rec thing that i got to explore just wasn't enough for my my brain like I think that my brain is probably the way that it works more capable than most. Very capable of keeping multiple balls in the air, very capable of keeping track of things, even if I have no rhyme or reason for how that is going to get done. Not perfect at it, but definitely capable of handling more because of how my brain works. And if there is not enough, my brain. Highlights and focuses on whatever it is that is bothering me most. And probably as a kid, I'm guessing, feeling left out and weird in my family bothered me most. And when I was sick, people paid attention to me and I was no longer left out. Dang. Right? And there wasn't really anything... There were so many things that were special about me, but the things that were special about me, I feel like made me feel weird and different instead of people really making sure that I understood. And I think my mom did a really great job of trying to help me understand, but the majority of the voices outside of hers were saying, you're different. You look weird. You don't fit here. And... It felt good to fit, even if it felt like sickness, it felt good to feel important, even if feeling important costed me my health, my time, and my ability to focus on things. And so I think that that morphed into a lot of the problems that I developed as a kid. And now trying to help this beautiful light who has a brain that works very much like mine. You know, thinking about how much expression, art, creativity, being able to funnel and focus that, um, how much that could have helped me. That was something that I didn't really explore as much as I wish that I would have any time that I can remember being able to sing or dance or write. I remember feeling crazy focused on that. and it was this really cool thing that I, I got to <laughs> experience. And so I, yeah, I just, I feel like I kind of know what she's going through. And I see a kid who lights up at opportunities to fully expand their brain. Like, and I remember just being dismissed and, and called squirrely and and called loud and called all the things, but I feel like when I was loud, <laughs> it was usually from a, a place of discomfort or uncertainty and, um, you know, like being able to channel that into something that I could grow and hone in on and get great at and learn and understand would have benefited me greatly and probably would have caused a lot of the focus on those ailments to go away. Like if your brain is capable of taking on more than what you're being challenged with. And I remember Baylor, like not napping anymore at like six months. And everybody's like, well, she got to take a nap. She got to like, no, she's ready. She's ready for the world. She's ready to explore. Naps are no longer a thing for her. They never have been. They never were for me. I don't know. I can probably count on a hand how often I nap outside of the one year of just like lowness and depression, it just isn't a thing, you know? And what a beautiful way, but I think it's beautifully challenging, right? Because when your mind can take on more and is willing to take on more, you have to be ready to give it some work, right? And and when Baylor was in preschool, it was like, hurry up and get her to kindergarten. Like, she, she's bored. She'll start acting out. If we can't keep this properly balanced and challenged. And I don't know. I don't know what to do with a kid like that. I think with our first child, she definitely not as squirrely. Not as... I wouldn't call it flighty, um, but not as, not as um, able to take on multiple things. Like Baylor's just out here living her best life. If she wants to wear her dance costume to school today, like that's what she's going to do. There won't be a question. There won't be, because in her, like, she, she's gonna shine, period. There's not a question. And I'm pretty sure that I'm the same way. Um. And with, with that, I think it's just like, you're not spending your time questioning, and that's really important. And at some point I did, but it was only because... I was like questioning where I even fit in life. If I didn't fit in my family, then where was I supposed to fit? You know? And I don't know. I I know that for me the reason that I'm feeling like I fit best in what I'm doing now is because there are no exact routes There is no exact path, and that uncapped potential is something worth striving for for me. And knowing that it is aligned with something that I care about on so many levels. Something that is so deeply ingrained and important to me that I want to keep showing up to make this matter. And if you don't think that it matters, then I want to be the one to convince you that it is... Extremely important. In fact, it might be so important that nothing else is actually important. Right? And that's sort of that tunnel vision that's that's possible for someone that has this ADHD brain um, working for them. And just like so often it just gets labeled as bad because it is hard to get focused. But if you can harness it and find something that you want to work towards, you won't find anybody that does it better. You know, and I hear that in entrepreneur podcasts or creative podcasts all the time. Like, Once they found that thing, there was no question. It was just going to happen because they loved it so much, but also because they were just never going to stop. They didn't care. They didn't care what anybody thought. This was going to be the thing, and they were going to figure out how to do it, and they were just going to keep doing it until it was done. And that is a beautiful way for a mind to work. And I think. Being able to focus with such intensity without thinking about how the rest of the world is reacting is like a really powerful potential for someone with ADHD. And I think it also aligns them better, even better with entrepreneurship, Because you do have to wear a million hats, especially when you're first starting out. And eventually, you're going to have to figure out how someone else is going to wear that hat. And guess what? We're really good at creating systems of success for ourselves. And we are really great at making a very set and strict schedule of consistency in operation. You go, no, ADHD. No, you don't. You're all over the place. Like, Yes, but once I find and figure out what it is that I want to do, I am capable of creating very specific instructions of consistency that will allow for the perfection of whatever that is that I choose. It's just choosing, right? (laughs) And I hear that a lot from, I just have so many ideas, like, perfect, then you're in the right place then entrepreneurship is probably for you because you're going to need about a million and one of them. And hopefully two or three are good. (laughs) And so figuring that out for her means also continuing to figure that out for myself. And I love how children are such a great reflection of who we be, who we are, and who we were. And while this is a hard portion of my daughter's life and how she's experiencing the way that her brain works, this is a great learning for all of us because it is a gift, right? As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials. Help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hananess.channel as well. Change the world.